Welcome to Salt Cravings. My name's Claire. And my name's Brianna. And this is an intro. I'm doing an intro. This is a bit. It's funny. Laugh, please. <laughs> what if... Okay, Claire, I have a brilliant idea. <laughs> I have a brilliant idea. We can have a laugh track in the show. Oh, And the laugh perfect. track is just the other person who isn't, <laughs> like, speaking right now. Like, I will say something funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's giving the idea that's performed in front of a live studio audience, and it, but it's people. just the audience is just the other person. Isn't that what the podcast is? Right, it seems to be going very well. I'd say so. Yeah, and maybe we can have like some of the other audience noises in there too. Like you know, like ooh, you know. What what would happen to make that audience noise happen? Um, in TV shows, it's like a romantic thing that happens, and then that noise go and everyone goes ooh. So May's getting married. Ooh, <laughs> I, that sounds a little bit like a ghost. <laughs> it is. She is marrying a ghost. She's my marrying cat, a my ghost. cat is marrying a ghost. Is it a ghost cat? or a ghost it's a dog that's why it's very wow yeah it's a big turn I, honestly like it's a rough wedding okay <laughs> i i fuck fuck this show <laughs> <laughs> great intro claire do you want to give me a craving after this intro which is now done so now no i almost want to make you come up with more intro but it's also fun for me to talk about my craving which is restoration Oh. Okay, well, just general... Like okay. cleric healing? Like when you're the healer yes, in an RPG definitely. and you restore your... But it's more health. like the spell mending is more what I mean. Okay, okay. so... <laughs> One channel on YouTube I watch called Baumgartner Restoration, and their whole thing is restoring paintings, like old paintings. Mm. So filling in like any cracks and like cleaning it and stuff like that. There was like a, a viral video of, of the same sort of process going around of someone with a cotton swab on an old painting and just sort of wiping off some of the grime and, and revealing what it what it once looked like. And it's super duper cool. And painting restoration is incredibly cool. There's there's other things, restoring tools, restoring like books restoring whatever else it's really cool to me to see something kind of old and messy and and broken up a little bit become something new and like whole and yeah so i'm really craving restoring something old to a better into better condition okay cool it is also very therapeutic to watch like i watched someone throw an old toolbox into like a vat of vinegar and water or something oh, and man. the rest and it was it like they posted progress photos and it looked disgusting the water was absolutely nasty and they said that it smelled bad too but then it looked so good after so what are we restoring? I mean, yeah, that's the question, right? How do like, we solve this craving? What is it that we are bringing back and making beautylicious? Beautylicious definition make that restoration loco dinosaur bones can you just restore dinosaur bones into a dinosaur what would it take like would you need to like glue mm. some flesh onto the bones would you need to sand the bone down in order to like, i mean give it some angles well like here's the here's the real question mm? are you trying to make it a living dinosaur what else does restoration mean, right? If you make mm. your painting living, haven't you completely no. restored it no. to like its a, its essence? No, right? I think in general, if the painting can talk, isn't that better? What if the trees in the painting could talk, Brianna? 
I I speak for the trees <laughs> in the painting. I, no, I think the trees are speaking for themselves in the painting in that case. <laughs> they don't need the Lorax. I think the idea of restoring dinosaur bones into a living dinosaur is absolutely one I want to explore. Okay. And I think it's one we absolutely should explore. I think we can also think about fossils generally. Okay. Right? Cool. Yeah, I mean... Think about... So, you know, they, they have to dig like them the out, dust them off. The the Pokemon is based off of. That yeah. little, the little curly shell boy. Yeah, exactly. All the fossil Pokemon in Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and in general, yeah, I think so... Plants. Oh my god. We can... Not only can we restore plants and paintings, we can restore plant bones. Well... I was thinking more of like, you know, when you have a fossilized plant, Uh but I don't know, does plant have bone? Well, you can have fossilized plant. You can. And you know what? I consider that bone, but also consider this. So you know how bugs get stuck in amber? Mm -hmm. Now, if you were to restore that, is it getting the bug out or is it making the amber go away so you get the bug? I mean, I feel like it has to be whichever option is most effective. Okay, why effectiveness? Why is this... Because in general, the goal of restoration, from what I've seen, is to... The thing that you're trying to restore, which in this case, I guess, would be the bug, to restore the bug to um, its original condition as closely as possible. So so you want to get rid of the amber instead of the bug? Well, I think if the goal is to restore the bug, then absolutely. But which one is it? How do we decide this, Brianna? Is it just the effect of us? What are the criteria of restoration? How would we decide if we're restoring this bug or the amber? Um, the first thing is, which part is more valuable? An old-ass bug or an old-ass amber? Hmm. Hmm. I think it depends on the bug. Yeah. Maybe it depends on... How scary the bug looks. Ooh, okay. the bug more looks, scary better? Or? No, more scary worse. Because oh. more scary means I don't want to bring it back into the world. Because what if it bites me and gives me ancient malaria? Ancient malaria, that's very bad. Ancient malaria also, from the realm of the dinosaurs. Has, what if it has really big pincers and looks real, real cool? And then it can be like your friend and then you can tame it and like you can make it bite your enemies. Mm. So we got to restore this cool bug with these giant pincers. How do we do it? So here's the first thing that we have to do. We have to figure out how to get the bug out of the amber. Carefully, of course. Do we melt it? Do we crack it? What are our tools? Okay, so you said carefully and then went melt, (laughs) crack. Yeah. Probably the best thing to do. You know those apple cores? Like the core of an apple or an apple corer? An apple corer? A corer of a... I've heard it referred to as an apple core. Yeah, okay. Yeah, an apple corer. That's the noise it makes when it starts up. It's an electronic one. And it just sort of drills a hole in the side. And then you have a little cylinder with a bug in it. A little amber cylinder with a bug in it. So you've dealt with the excess. Now, this is where it gets difficult, Claire. We have less amber, but we still have amber. We still have amber. How do we get rid of the rest of this amber without damaging the bug literally at all? Sonar? Okay. How how, how does that help? So amber is translucent, which means waves can go through it easier than waves can go through a bug. So what if we made like a sonar device that destroys things it goes through, right? And it destroys it to the amount that it goes through it. So it's like a grenade, but in waves. It's a wave grenade. 
And then we, like, just, the amber just falls apart into sand. It unambers it. Sorry, this is like a fucking, what you're describing to me is a sonar device that, like, transmogrifies something. Like, what you're describing here is transfiguration. But it, but it's waves. So it's science. It's transfiguriance. That's a pretty good step. So we have the remains of the bug now. We yeah, have them on the we, table here. To, like, they're they're here friend, on the table. Of course. And now we have to reanimate it. Now, if Frankenstein has taught me anything. Lightning? Um, well, lightning's part of it, but you have to be, you have to, you know, figure out the secret to life and, and death. Okay, The secret to how to, yeah, really? just, just the secret to life. And I then expecting a challenge. electricity will, will, you know, help with that. But the exact method Frankenstein refuses to talk, to say in, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So it's impossible for us to know how he did it in real life, in mm-hmm. reality. What I think we need to figure out is just, um, just what that secret is. Okay. Well, the thing is the secret is already out there, but we, ha- how are we going to get this secret, right? Yeah, that's Are we going to go grave robbing? Did Mary Shelley take it to her grave? Did she? She might have. I mean, she took a lot of shit to her grave. Oh, hell, we just have to wake Mary Shelley up and then she'll tell us. Well, oh, Claire, I have I have a, a slight concern with your plan. Yeah. In order to wake Mary Shelley up, we need to we know the secret of life and death in order to revive someone. <sighs> Listen, I want to restore Mary Shelley as, as more than the next girl. <laughs> um, but like... Does Mary Shelley have descendants? Probably. No. Mm. 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 Let me do a cheeky little Google. It's very important that all of our cravings are factual, are factual in nature. Yeah. Uh, So I I think like if Mary Shelley discovered it, which she did, of course, and she planted it in Frankenstein in probably a coded language Mm. that only her descendants could know. All we have to do is track them down, figure out the code, break the code use the secret of life and wake up our bug friend. And then we have a bug friend who can attack our enemies. Yep. He lit. Okay. So she had one. Di- okay. I don't know how far down the line goes because it was Mary Shelley. And then she had one child who lived past infancy and he had one child. I don't know if that child had any other children, but we need to find the descendant of Bessie Florence Gibson. Bessie Florence Gibson. If you're out there, we will find you. Well, she's probably dead because she was. You. Okay. Well, Sure. Let me take it back. So what you were saying was that there's definitely an encoded message that she would have given to her children. Absolutely. What else would there be? It is Frankenstein. Like, you know, there's a coded message in Frankenstein. You have to Mm. read the certain letters on the page and it spells it out bright as day. It's just like National Treasure, but instead of a map, it's literary text, which I think is the same thing. I mean, I've analyzed Frankenstein pretty, pretty heavily, and I think that there's a lot of messages in there. Like? Uh, we should be careful about the idea of masculine science, and also the, um, we should be, we should generally... Masculine science. That's how you wake a dead body up. It is. Yes. <laughs> There's also messages about maternity and stuff. So I guess we need a boy who can do science. Mm. Well, let's I guess get this is a dead end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I know no boys. Yeah. I guess this is it. That's the end of the craving. We, we really had a dead end there. I can't believe we can never solve this craving. We could hire a boy. All right. Here's the plan. <laughs> We hire a boy right. to use masculine science uh-huh. to figure out the secret to life and death. And we, then we, we can drill use the masculine that. science into Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. 
Uh-huh. Decode the message. Yeah. Well, okay. There's already, that's the message that was in Frank. Okay. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. This is how this works. We got the secret of life. Okay. We have the secret of life. We, uh, we use it. We use wake it. Wake up our bug friend. Wake up our bug friend. And then attack the boy scientist with <laughs> the bug friend because we are the only ones who can learn the secret. Frankenstein 2. <laughs> Restoration. Restoration. <laughs> Let's do your craving. Yeah, okay. My craving is PJs. Soft. Yeah, that's true. Soft, so- soft quaving. Ooh. Now, I have to leave. <laughs> So soft craving quaving. is done. Soft What's quaving. your next craving? Damn it. What's your next time. craving, Brianna? I'm done. This is My it. next craving is for you to tell me more about your pajama craving. <laughs> Fine. Um, so I thought it appropriate. I'm currently in pajamas. Hell yeah. It happens a lot, though. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly if I don't have anything that's going to take me out of the house, or if I do, but I don't want to be wearing clothes until mm-hmm. I have to leave the house. Mm-hmm. Pajamas are the best thing ever. Pajamas are where it's at. Pajamas are the next best thing to not wearing clothes. I would wager that sometimes they're even better than not wearing clothes. Mm. To each their own apple and to each their own PJs, as I always say. As you always say, that's such a common saying that you say, Claire. You say it all the time. Yeah. It makes so much sense, too. So the reason that I really like wearing PJs is they loose. And the bigger the PJ, the bigger the shirt, the better. True. So how do we design the best PJs? I want the best PJs, Brianna. All right. So obviously we need a big sleep shirt. All right. How big? Oh, huge. Like ratio to body? Like how, how many, how many big? You know, in movies, and I assume this also happens in reality, there's a couple and one of them is wearing the other one's like shirt as a sleep shirt. It's so that, but double, double the size. Mm. Okay. All right. So it's just like a nightgown. It's a nightgown. It's a full on nightgown. But like with a, a logo or a cool pattern on it. It's gotta be, it's gotta have like, I, I have a, I have a nightgown on it that has a moose on it and says all moose asleep, which is very cute. <laughs> um, and I'm just saying like, it could have a joke or funny pun on there, or we could mm. brand it with salt cravings. Okay. So it is my salt cravings PJ shirt. Salt cravings PJ a, shirt. It goes Go all find the way it down now to my on, ankles. And also it's made out of the softest material possible. It's gotta be soft. Like silk or Ooh. softer. Silk worms. No, no. Spider silk. And spiders. Claire. Ground up spiders. No, this Woven is- Woven into silk. No, you're getting worse. <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with wearing bugs? Because that's cool as hell. But is it soft? Is it comfy? It's gotta be comfy. Maybe it Everything to- that matters here is that it's comfy. Maybe I want to be mentally comfy as well, and I want to know that I have a hard exoskeleton that if anyone tried to pierce, I would win. <laughs> now I'm mentally sound too, and I will win with my PJs. Who needs battle armor? I, c- I have battle PJs. Sure. I've become the sleeping bug. <laughs> would you say you've caught the bug yeah. for sleeping? Oh, hell yeah. And then me and my bug friend become paladins or something. What? Where did that come from? Because, well, now I have my bug armor and my bug friend. When, which god are you worshipping? The bug god, duh. The bug god? Big Jaws. 
Big Jaws? Their is that is their name? Great. <laughs> Great. Their name is Big Jaws. They're the bug god. And this is somehow still about pajamas. It is. Okay. Because you fight for comfort. Okay, I guess. What are you wearing now? Let's 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 be That's a very gentle with question, this. Brianna. Let's be gentle with this. What are you wearing on around your uh your underground zone? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your your underwear space. Oh, okay. Not not my underground your, your battle crotch, fortress. Your crotch realm. Not not my un- okay. Well, your well, your underground <laughs> battle fortress, I assume, is where you're wearing PJs. Yeah, these but battle that's PJs. True, true. I mean, hmm. Do I gotta? Anything? I mean, you don't have to. I mean, I have a whole battle armor that covers me head. Okay, to toe. but like, let's say, yeah. You're walking around uh-huh. your battle fortress and you know how you have all those wind chambers in your battle fortress. That's for true. Purposes. I do gotta like jump up high and the yeah. wind chambers help me jump higher. Yeah, but what if the wind chambers accidentally blow up <sighs> your night your nightgown shirt? Mm. And then oh and that's just not that's just not good. Yeah, my bug friend would be Probably a little bit embarrassed. Yeah, a little embarrassed. Like, they'd get blown up, too. But not in that way. Yeah. Because they're invincible, I've decided. They have plot armor. Yeah, they have plot armor. (laughs) They have plot armor. It's the thing you do when you're a GM and you like a character and you're like, nothing bad is going to happen to this character. And if any of you let this character get hurt, I'll be so mad at you. Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to insert a little bias here. Boy shorts. Best underwear ever. Boy shorts, sure. Yeah, I, I, I tend to, boxers are the one that I go for, and I would love an alternative to boxers. Boy shorts. Boy shorts sounds great. So what are these boy shorts made of? Do they have to also hmm. be fight ready? Are you planning hmm. how much, like... Well, if I, if my battle armor gets blown up, like... What am I'm exposed, right? Like, what if I'm in the middle okay, of a battle? I need to be the, ready. But here's the thing. What if I take no. an arrow... To the crotch. <laughs> yes, but like, if your battle armor gets blown up, uh-huh. that's the only part that's protecting you at that point. Yeah, and if I need no, to no, but stop it's only arrow, protecting your crotch. Yeah, and there's so much other places that they could hit you. But but I mean, my crotch is protected at least. Like, say there's an arrow and someone's cast a wind spell and it blows my bug <laughs> armor up. And I need my bug undies, my bundies. Okay, no, 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 no. No, it doesn't have to all be bugs. It doesn't have to all be bugs. There's other forms of soft armor. Like? Aluminum. And no, it's a new form of aluminum. Okay. It's soft aluminum. (laughs) Yeah. It's soft aluminum that can harden. Ooh. Oh, is it like a Newtonian fluid? Yes. Neat. Newtonian fluid boy shorts that can... Harden when they sense uh, an arrow coming for your crotch. Hell yeah. Also, I don't know if Newtonian is the correct... I think Newtonian fluid is correct, but it's sure. like the more force you put into it, the harder it becomes, the more resistance it gives you. So you can slowly dip your hand into it, but if you punch it, you can break your fist. I like that. I like that a lot. That makes... that That's that's very good. You just have to be careful about putting that on, because if you, like, try and put it on too fast, it oh, just is not going to go well. And I mean, like, that's that probably sucks, right? Like, if you grab your cord too fast and you pull it towards you, it's like a whip, and it whips you. Like, and that sucks, right? Yeah. This is the drawback of good armor, is if you put it on too fast, you'll damage now, yourself. what if... Theoretically, just for fun. Now, I know this would never be useful at all, but what if we were to make pajamas that aren't battle ready? Huh. 
So like, what if we were to come up with a concept for pajamas where we don't have to be considering their use in mm. combat? What what are they used for then? <laughs> <laughs> so they're used for sleeping when you're a civilian uh-huh. who is not in combat. What if what if combat comes to you? <laughs> <laughs> then you put on your battle PJs. So they're PJs that can turn into battle no, PJs. No, no. <laughs> It's like Iron Man armor, but pajamas. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So it is silk. Okay. But it's woven in the way that at the touch of a button, it's spider silk. And spider silk And is... spiders. Okay. For exoskeletons. Why does it have to be bugs? Because strong exoskeletons. So it turns from silk into spider silk. Yeah, it's like, you know, the Iron Man armor where he yeah. touches his chest and he's Yeah, like, it also sort yeah, of. Yeah, now I'm ready. I'm battle ready. <laughs> Great. And then what about the shorts on that one? They're like loose booty shorts. Great. That's cute. Can they say a specific thing on the butt? Bottom text? Yes. <laughs> the best the best thing I've ever come up with for like the butt of booty shorts is for them to say bottom text on them. It's I mean, so good. I mean, now you're battle ready. Oh, see, that's the thing is the text changes when they're battle ready too, right? It goes from bottom text to hard booty. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just battle ready. Battle ready. Bottom it's text battle- to battle ready. Battle, t- battle ready. And the button's on your butt. Yes. You just push your butt button. Your button. Your button. And then, like, you're battle ready. Let's fight. This is what PJs were meant for. Hell yeah. Do you have a weird segment you're going to do? No, I don't have any cravings from the fifth dimension. I, I, like I said, I totally closed that portal, which means there's nothing coming in. Okay. Do you want to give me a craving? I would love to give you a craving. Okay, so really this this episode is just my YouTube habits. And (laughs) my other thing that, the other thing on YouTube that I've been really, really enjoying watching is speedrunning history videos. (laughs) This is not speedrunning of history. This is- Wait, I thought it actually was. I thought it was just like, there is a video where it's just someone going through history really fast. That would be extremely good. And it exists absolutely, and I feel like you would enjoy it. Almost certainly. So so speedrunning history videos, um, there's particular, in particular, there's one person on YouTube who does really good ones called Summoning Salt. But there's there's a couple of different channels that do them. They are the world record history of certain games, of the speedruns of certain games. Mm. So basically they go through from like the first known recorded speedruns to the modern so to the current world record holder and tell you about what the world records were, who was up against who, and like who was vying for the world record, and like backs and forths, and new glitches or strategies or routes that were discovered. And it goes through this whole history of any given game and tells you about who was was there at a certain point. And the thing that's so fun about them is they end up creating a narrative, and I love narratives. And also you get to learn really cool stuff, and also sometimes the glitches have really funny names. Like? Like a watch for rolling rock skip. Okay. Like, which is, which is, which is always fun. And they say it with such seriousness that it's very good. And also you'll get like, rolling rocks skip. Um, but you'll also get like, uh, for a while, there was the argument over whether it was good to, better to do 
the blue Squirtle run or the red Nidoran run in okay. uh, Pokemon Red and Blue. Okay. I can assume fun. what those are. They one sound of pretty them, straightforward. Yeah, one of them was you play through the game with pretty much exclusively Squirtle. In, in blue version. In blue version. Right. And the other one was you play in red version with Nidoran male That's to get a Nidoking. Buck wild. I loved having Nidoking on my team. Yeah, so it was, it's, there was this constant debate between these two of which was faster and there were people getting world records with both and it was super duper cool and so claire in order for me to state this craving because you know these videos don't come out that much you take a lot of research and a lot of work i want us to just go over the speedrunning history of a certain game okay i don't have a particular idea of what game we should do you know i mean there's a game that we are very passionate about it is smash brothers (laughs) <laughs> and so when you speedrun Smash Brothers. Yeah. So speedrunning Smash Brothers. So there's different categories of speedruns. Today, right. we're going to be going over... Any any percent. So any percent is beating the game as quickly as possible by any means necessary. Okay. All um, right. Glitches allowed, skips allowed, all of that. Really? Wow. Yeah. There's, there's other percents. There's like 100% categories. So for Smash... Right. Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers. This which 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 version is this are we doing? Uh-huh. Yeah. All, no. all of them. Okay. So it's <laughs> it's the reimagining of all the games. Speedrunning history. Throughout um, throughout the game's history, how it's evolved and how these glitches have gone through every single iteration of the game, somehow undetected by the game's creators. Now, here here's here is like the first ever discovered glitch that will let you win the game, right? Yeah. Now, if you choose Fox, you have to choose Alt Fox. Now, if you hover over Fox mm-hmm. and you shake the controller up and down three times and like, mm-hmm. you know, pour water on it. Then there'll actually be an alternate skin where it's just a normal fox. No clothing, no scouter, no gun, just a normal fox. Okay. And the thing about this fox is as soon as you enter the level, it rips the enemy apart and you immediately win. Okay, great. I love this. Yeah, and this and this is a this is a pretty central glitch. And um you saw runners like Fox No Clothes um get some pretty fast times with it. She beat all games. Ten milliseconds. In ten milliseconds. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a hard record to beat. It's a hard it. record to beat. That was the first record too. It was. It's amazing. Um, but not not the current champion. Surprisingly, no. no it's because because this is of course the all games any percent category. And what people didn't didn't ever conceive of was uh, that you could just skip one of the games. So uh, <laughs> one of the uh, a known tasser tasser is a, a task is a tool assisted speed run of you know someone telling a computer what to what to input and tasters often come up with new tricks and skips and so this trick was of course the melee skip um which allows you to uh win melee without playing it wow amazing (laughs) so it allows you to do smash 64 Uh and then once you win smash 64 if you input one, two, three, four on your GameCube controller. That's it? Just one, two, three, four. Or one, two, three, four on wow, your GameCube so controller that's connected to your N64. Uh huh. It will take you to the melee success screen. Amazing. Incredible stuff. And then you are immediately able to jump into Brawl. Sorry, trip into Brawl. Um, skip into Brawl, really. Skip into Brawl, really. And, um, and from there, you know, you know, it saved a whole lot of time, brought the, brought the total down to like five milliseconds. Wow. Um, by, uh, who was that runner? Um, Dongus Congus. 
Bongus Congus uh, got the five five millisecond world record. Amazing, amazing. Um, still not the champion somehow. Still not the champion though. It really was Brawl that we did see the games really shine. Brawl yes. really was held as the pinnacle it's true. above all else. Yes, Brawl was the perfect game. Yeah. There is this glitch, right? That if you if you select one stage and then you yell loud enough at your screen that it gets scared and backed out, you can pick a different stage and it actually thinks you're on the original stage while being in the first stage. And there is a way, there's a two-stage combination and... Mm-hmm. I just happened to be forgetting the names of the two sta- what what were the names of the two stages? I think one of them was called the Banana Splits Heights and the other one um was called New York. Okay, all right, all right. So you back out and you enter New York and it thinks you're in Banana Splits Heights. Yeah. And now this thing in New York, I think it's called the Square of Times. Yes, you get spawned in the Square of Times. You do the Banana Splits in the Square of Times and you just <laughs> You just win, right? Like this is the weird code, right? It it takes you to to brawls like success screen for like the smallest amount of time, just enough for it to register, and then jumps you immediately halfway into a game in Smash Four. Amazing. The the times were pretty close now, but but it still did save a millisecond. Mm-hmm. So you're you're at four milliseconds. And who was the runner who who got it to four milliseconds? Uh Meta Knight in Shining Armor. Great, 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 great. Yes, 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 yes. He wanted, ev- he wanted to save everybody with his of course. timekeeping skills. Of course. But that still isn't the champion. Oh, yeah, of course not. You have these two runners, you know, vying for power, and they're getting it down mm-hmm. to like 3.9 milliseconds, 3.8 milliseconds. Kongus Dongus and Meta Knight in Shining Armor. They yes. Really head to head. Really, really head to head. They did have that romance in the middle, though. There, they did They did have a, a brief romance, and of course, this is very common in speedrunning. You know, it's like an anime. Your rival is often also your lover. Uh, it is unfortunate, though, that a lot of speedrunning relationships end pretty quickly. Weird correlation there. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get all the feelings out of the way real fast (laughs) their collaboration did lead to what is called pikachu in a box on tilted towers skip in uh in in ultimate Uh pikachu in a box on tilted towers skip in ultimate you know tilted towers the famous smash ultimate map yep yeah the only reason i know this reference Is because of the thing you told me to watch for the yeah. last episode the, the Sonic Cube. Yeah, the Sonic 06 uh, fandom talks about uh, Fortnite's Tilted uh, Towers. Tilted Towers. Which really just sounds like you're getting so high you can't stand. Yeah, but of course, as we know, Fortnite is in Smash. Yeah. Um, and so the Tilted Towers stage in Smash Ultimate is allows you to actually skip all of the games. At once. At once. You boot up Ultimate. You go into Tilted Towers with Pikachu and you hide under a box and then you press A, B, X, 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 Y, X, A, B, X, A, B, X, A, B, up, 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 down, down, left, right, left, 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 all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, now down. And then you get every winning screen all at once. Like it just flashes before your eyes. Yeah, it just, it will actually, the screen, you get all five of them on screen at once. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah. It's really nice of them to have included that as a feature and not yes, a bug. Absolutely. Which is really incredible. Um, and this was discovered by a new runner who came completely out of the woodwork. Out no of the one. Scene. Well, I mean, the other two were so distracted, snogging. Yeah, of course. They completely 
came out of nowhere, like just started posting runs online one day and they found this. And of course, as we all know, it was Jigglypuff. The player? Well, yeah, the, the player, Jigglypuff. The, r- the, the player. Yeah. Which was a Jigglypuff. Uh-huh. Named Jigglypuff. <laughs> Didn't even have an original name? Well, they were the first Jigglypuff. What do you want? What do you want out of that, right? Like, okay. It was Jigglypuff. I don't see what's so hard to understand about this. I guess I'm just having a hard time processing how those tiny hands can input. Well, it's interesting. Um, the reason why Jigglypuff has a little bit of an advantage, and this was actually a controversy uh, for a little while, but they decided to allow it, is because Jigglypuff just rolls on the <laughs> controller and manages to push all the buttons completely perfectly yeah completely perfectly immediately and that's why the record's so like low yeah because of course the record is two nanoseconds wow breathtaking in incredible what speedrunners are able to do (sighs) and that's where the record stands today yeah i'm glad we caught up to today i'm really excited to see what jigglypuff can bring us in the future (laughs) me too puffing along into the future (laughs) yep nailed it so claire that brings us to our last craving i guess it does so this is a (laughs) stand-up this is a hold-up this is a a (laughs) hold-up tell me you're craving or die Take it out of the cash register. Put it in the bag. Put it in the bag. What's the craving? What's the craving? <laughs> okay. All right. 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 Okay. Now, ladies. A reimagining of the Scooby-Doo universe where it comes back as an animated series, but it is creepy for realsies like the new Sabrina or the new Riverdale. But, like, also not live action. I do want animated. Okay, okay, well, okay. Also better than both of them. Right, okay, yes, of course. So what you want uh-huh. is a dark reboot of Scoop. Not not so much dark. I don't, I definitely you just want it to be genuinely be creepy. creepy? I want it to be, like, you know, like a scary show. Sure. I think that would be a darker reboot, because I don't remember any of the Scooby-Doo episodes being particularly scary. They're maybe slightly off-putting yeah. as a child. But, like, you know that Scooby-Doo movie where, sc- spoilers for the really old Scooby-Doo movie, Scrappy was, like, the main villain mm-hmm, who, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. was destroying everyone's lives. Mm-hmm. They they killed Scrappy off, and then Scrappy no longer showed up in anything. Yes, or- that makes sense. So you want more genuinely creepy Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I want, like, like I'm on the edge of my seat. Is everybody going to be okay? And I don't I don't want any of the gang to get offed. Honestly. You don't want, want it, them to get killed. Yeah. Like, I want it to be creepy. I do want to be on the edge of my seat. I want, like, suspense horror. Okay. With a good dog. So you want some jump scares. <sighs> See... Now, when I think a good horror, for me, it's not jump scares. Okay. It's the idea that you think there's going to be a jump scare, and then there isn't. Suspense, Good right? to know. Terror. Yeah. As, as you've picked the perfect person to talk about this with, because I'm too scared of horror movies to ever watch one. <laughs> um, so my understanding of horror is unlimited. So just, like, imagine, like, the gang is split up. You're in a giant mansion. They're all in a giant mansion. And Scooby and Shaggy are off in a room. 
And the camera is on both of their faces cool. somehow, even though Scooby's a dog. Maybe Shaggy is sitting down or something. And sitting They're on eating a chair. Scooby Snacks They're on the floor. They're eating Scooby Snacks on the floor together. Because Scooby Snacks are still in it. Yeah. And a book is just like floating off the shelf behind them. And you can see it happening, but they don't see mm, it, right? That's fine. And you're expecting something to happen. And maybe a shadow is rising up too, right? Yeah. And it's just these lovable little oafs. They're still like lovable little oafs. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to change the theme of Scooby. Yeah, we're not we're not changing the characters. But I but I want I want it to be a little I want it to be a little suspenseful, you right? Know? And yeah. also high budget animation. Of course, high budget that. animation. Is it still going to have the humor of like oh zoinks jinkies like all of that sort of thing of like when they get scared by something they have funny reactions or is it now more along the lines of just like screaming do we have Velma screaming I think both okay so like some of the best writing I've ever seen has taken me within a 30 minute episode from crying to laughing to scared to laughing to like happy live laugh fear cry (laughs) love yes and I think I think with a good enough writer, you can have both. Mm. I just want I just want like you know a really scary scene, and then you know yeah. pick it up after. I mean like, I mean there's the something tone. to be said of like cutting tension, which mm-hmm. like keeps audiences on their feet a little bit, but also like gives them a little bit of a release, breathing room. Yeah. I would like to be the let's make it less horror scary mm. uh, consultant on this on how to cut the tension okay. so that you can extend it. Great, because um, I would like to be able to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I've actually not sense. seen Sabrina and Riverdale, so I don't know how actually creepy Sabrina is. Sabrina. For all of its flaws and problems, it does a pretty good job of reimagining the fun high schooler from like the 90s, early 2000s show, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I yeah. think. It has a lot of wild stuff there. It's, it's also a little gory. It's a little gory. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's overly gory. As someone who doesn't do gore, I find that it is a sufficient amount of not gore Mm -hmm. that I can watch it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Which, honestly, I'd be into in the Scooby. Yeah. Especially since animated gore is a little easier. For sure, for sure. The whole thing about Scooby-Doo is it was never actually anything supernatural, right? It was always just... Oh, but it has to be this time, But it has to be You know those teenage witches from that movie of Scooby-Doo where, like, they play this really cool rock song? And they're super hot and it's great? Yeah, I just... Can I I play a little bit of that now? Yeah, do it. Here's that song. So imagine that song, but like, it's kind of like a harder rock now. Yeah. And like, maybe that's the intro theme even. Okay. So the Hex Girls are crucial in Oh yeah. You have like the Hex Girls home base. So this isn't about the Scooby-Doo crew anymore. No, but it is. All right. So like, so Scooby-Doo crew crew gets recruited by the Hex Girls. Okay. Okay. Called back and like something really weird is happening. Oh, I know. I know what it is. 
Demons. Oh, hell yeah. They summon demons accidentally. Well, no, there's just demons popping up and they're demon fighters. They they fight oh, demons. Oh, hell yeah. They're witches who fight demons. Ladies, what's better than this? <laughs> witches fighting demons. And like, they, they, they need the Scooby Cruise. Yep. And they need to do the Scooby-Doo. They need to do Scooby-Doo? <laughs> no. no, 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 no. We're not going that weird. No, but they, they're implementing Scooby-Doo's cruise tactics. Okay, I like this. I like this. And so instead of it being like people in costumes, it's just straight up demons. It is straight up demons, and right? And that's why, it's demons. Like, that's why it's suspenseful, right? Because yeah. you know, you don't know who's behind it, right? It's a mystery, right? Like that's yeah. the, That was the biggest thing about Scooby-Doo. Yeah. It's always a murder mystery. Or, well, it's not a murder It's mystery, usually but not But it can murder. be a murder, even though the crew doesn't get murdered. Now, I'm a-okay with like side characters yeah. getting murdered. We can have murder, but have you considered there's a, there's, from what I remember, a surprising amount of Scooby-Doo plots that revolve around real estate. Um, <laughs> like, there's a lot of situations in which this person, where in which the villain was like, I wanted people to not come here and buy this place. Wow. Um, like, this was a, a fairly common, I'm even mixing up Scooby-Doo with Noir, but both of them are... <laughs> often have real estate as a plot device okay and the thing the villains do so i want to i want to say can we flip that flipping houses <laughs> that's fun but what if it's like oh can we have landlord? someone who flips houses as like a oh landlords are the villains too landlords are demons so uh, the landlords are getting turned into demons so uh, i don't know if they're getting turned into them they may have always been demons okay well I mean, they're getting turned into demons. demons. Actual yes. demons. Okay. With claws and gnarly teeth. I like teeth this. I like this. Shadow movement because when that demon comes up behind Scooby and Shaggy as they're eating Scooby snacks, you know that that's a real demon that could potentially just take their heads off. Yeah. So you got your you got your demon landlords and you know all sorts of other demons, but landlords are are I think a common target for demon possession right you have to look for the people with most evil in their heart in order to like turn them into demons so they're fighting landlords politicians <laughs> racists yes like god there's so many there's so many options of of ways you can take it can we can we do a little bit of what an episode is sort of like like you want to do more voice acting i'm just saying let's lay out the bare bones of what happens to the scooby-doo crew Okay, the Scooby-Doo crew gets recruited by the Hex sisters. Sure, this is the pilot, right? Um, and, and, and it's just checking out a mansion, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe like there's some weird disturbances at the mansion, right? Yeah. Maybe they don't even know it's demons yet. Yes, they're, they're like, oh, what if they're in the mansion originally and that's why they get recruited? It's the Scooby-Doo crew and they're in the mansion and they're like, Zoinks, looks like we've got a mystery on our hands or whatever the Scooby-Doo crew says. Um, and they're looking around and, you know, trying to find this, this, this person and they find them and, you know, do the whole Scooby-Doo thing of, ca of getting chased by them and then making a plan and all of that. Okay. Oh, but the chase scenes could be so good because yeah. the music, like, I know the music was very like, Scooby-Doo-Bee-Doo, like fun, upbeat. Yeah. We can, we can like have the same, like. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, maybe like that. You know, dun, like, dun 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 dun. Yeah, we could have some real fun, like. Bah, bah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. We could have some fun tributes that are maybe like, yeah, a, a quote darker, yeah, quote tone. I like that. But like creepy. I just want to put in yeah. everyone's minds. You know those little wind up toy song like tune boxes. What if 
if just one of those was playing the Scooby-Doo tone as like a monster was creeping up? <laughs> that's really good. No, that's extremely good. Yeah, exactly. I uh, want that. That's super good. And so, and then they capture they capture the monster. This is all kind of really like first little bit of this the episode. This is just the pilot. Yeah, yeah, this is just the pilot and start of the episode. And they catch the monster and they go to take off the mask. I, and no mask. They rip the head off. <laughs> the, the head comes off. Yeah, the fucking the and like head they're comes horrified. Off. And they're all horrified. And, it is, and then, okay, I just want to make clear: these are like young adults who are yeah. probably going through trauma. Yeah, like one hundred percent. Um, and then you see from behind them, the hex girls appear and be like, looks like you've got a mystery on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then they recruit them and it's very, oh, very God. good. God. And that's, that's the end of the first episode. Yeah. I'm so into this. Yeah. Now this is the Scooby-Doo we deserve and need. Yeah. Huh. What are we, what are we calling it? Cause like Sabrina, the teenage witch got reimagined mm. into the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Archie got reimagined into Riverdale. Um, now I don't want to just recommend <laughs> the Do Crew with two. No, D-O-O. I was gonna do the Demonic Adventures of Scooby Doo. I mean, it is almost a verbatim <laughs> ripoff of Sabrina. But honestly, is it? Is it a real? The Chilling Adventures true, of Sabrina. True. What if it's the Do Crew's de- Demonic Adventures? The Do Crew's Demonic. Demonic mysteries? I don't know. Oh, oh, we do need mystery. We do need. I think we need mystery. The Dew Crew's demonic mysteries. What if it's just the mysterious Scooby Doo crew? Oh, or the just the mysterious Scooby Doo. Both very good. I like just the because it's you know it was always like and we can get what's Scooby- new Scooby Doo yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. so the now mysterious Scooby Doo yeah and the Scooby Doo can have like a whole why do, why can this dog talk right yeah have we explored this I'm sure maybe there's something out there that yeah. has but like maybe we can re-explore it we can re-explore it and what find if the out. demons are somehow involved what if Scooby Doo like at one point goes yeah I've dealt with this before because <laughs> <laughs> like an old grizzled yeah. voice. Yeah, and then he puts on an eye patch <laughs> and stands up on two legs. Still a dog. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, I knew, I knew they'd come. Yeah, I knew they'd come back one day. God. And the hex girls are just like, yeah, we knew you'd have, we'd bring you back in the fold, Scooby Doo. God. <laughs> Welcome back, Doo. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. That's so good. <sighs> um, I want it so bad. Now. I actually just want this to I exist. I know, this is why I brought it up. <laughs> I just want this to exist with all of the corniness possible. Uh-huh. Corniness, creepiness, like good plot. Hell yeah. yeah. Somebody, please make it. Fulfill please. my craving. Fulfill our cravings. Do our cravings. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you and good night. Thank you. Good night and good luck. And outro? Uh, yeah, this has been Salt Cravings. This has been Salt Cravings. You can find us on social media at Salt Cravings on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can get prepped for our upcoming live stream that's totally gonna work this time, we promise. It's gonna work. That's August 24th at 1pm. August 24th, 1pm. Be there. Salt Cravings YouTube channel in the description. Yeah, and while you're at it, make sure to go online and give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, tell your friends and give us cravings. Give us cravings, please. Give us opinions. Yeah, tell give us, us cravings, opinions, thoughts, ideas, 
whatever it's going to be. Numbers. What's your favorite number? God, I was actually having this conversation with my girlfriend the other day. Yeah. Um, I don't know that. I think like it's it's going to be like five or something like wow, that. Wow, that's very rational of you. Five's a good number. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fun number to work with. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite number? It's slightly more irrational. Pi. Pi's a really, really good number. A really irrational choice, though, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to, you know, send one out to my boy 69, though. Mm, mm. Good number. 420. 420. <laughs>